in for a show tonight, son. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. Oh! I was a little disappointed that there weren't more students at the last game. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. Social media reports that, that LAPD was called. LAPD was called. <laughs> Welcome to Beyond Reason. Now here's your host, Gage Dansby. Hello everyone, welcome back to Beyond Reason. I'm your host, Gage Dansby, and Sergey Harvey's joining us back again. What's up, Sergey? Not much. Glad to be back. You sound a little tired. You a little tired? I'm a little tired, yeah. <laughs> what time did you wake up this morning? I woke up like 7.25, which isn't that bad. You sound, you sound real tired, man. Yeah, I need some coffee. <laughs> oh, don't we all? Yeah, it's it's uh it's been a long day, and um, speaking of long days, you know who's having long days right now? The Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what we're going to talk about first. The NFL uh, running back by the name of Le'Veon Bell, so probably the best running back in the league, arguably. And I've been talking about this story for previous episodes, but to catch you up, Sergey, if you don't know about it, so. Le'Veon Bell has been holding out on his contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He hasn't been showing up to practice. Um, he's been holding out on a bunch of money. And last week, or actually the beginning of this week, was the final day where if Bell didn't report to practice, his contract would be voided. He would no longer be a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he didn't. Therefore, he is no longer a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And... There's videos going around right now of members of the Pittsburgh Steelers staff trying to, or at least, rummaging through Le'Veon Bell's locker and the stuff that he left behind. Some uh, pretty expensive football cleats, some uh, apparel, uh, helmets, so on and so forth. So, I mean, there mm -hmm. any uh, any response to that or just, you know... I mean, I don't know the specifics of his contract and why he would void it. It's pretty hilarious that people are already eBay rating him, but... Well, it, the thing is, like, he... So he wanted more money. That's the whole thing of why he started this in the first place. He wanted more money. Mm -hmm. So that way he could... Um, because he said, you know, you guys run me uh, or give me the ball out of any running back more than... More than any running back in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And I need to be paid accordingly. And um, his original contract was a uh, franchise tag. So a franchise tag is essentially they take the top five members of the league in the same position. So in this case, short, in this case, running backs, mm -hmm. and they would average out the yearly salary of those five. And they gave it to him. And they would give it to him for one year. But he's not the average of the top five. He's the top. Yes, yeah. and that's what he's so saying. So I can see the frustration there. Yeah, exactly. But so. at the same time, that seems like a pretty legitimate business practice, and he agreed to it when he signed it. Exactly. Right? Like he signed the contract, so yeah. wouldn't you want him to fulfill it? How long? How long was the contract? Though? All he had was a year left. A year left on how long of a contract? Like two years. So I mean, all he had to do was. It was a two-year contract that he was halfway through. Yes. Yeah, dude, it's a two-year. You're not even like the. You're not even for sure staying with this team after that anyway. Yeah, exactly. all he had to do was finish out this season, and he would have been a free agent. He still would have gotten paid. Yeah, without all of this nonsense going on. Other teams, like, this is the same issue with Kaepernick, where, like, whether you like what he does or you don't like what he does, football teams and the NFL as a whole don't want to deal with drama. Yes. They don't want to bother with it. They just want to play football. Yep. So when you're this close to being done with a contract and you go do some dumb crap like this, other teams are going to be less inclined to sign you. Well, I don't, I don't know about ridiculous. that because if you look at it... I mean, he's a skilled player, yeah, but like, if you're... Con I mean, there's no faith that he's even going to follow through with anything now. Well, here's the thing, though. If you look at... I'm playing devil's advocate here. But mm -hmm. if you look at it from another perspective, Bell hasn't played all year, right? 
that but he's still doing conditioning he's still staying fresh he hasn't been given the ball he hasn't been battering himself in the past season so that way he's extremely fresh he's ready to go yeah and if he is anything like he was last year teams are going to be chomping at the bit for him especially since he's really healthy and he hasn't been you know battered from the past season mm-hmm. so i mean yeah, but he also hasn't been at practice but if he signs a deal where he gets the money that he wants, I'm sure he's going to show up. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, he's had all this time off, and there hasn't been an opportunity to injure him. But he's also been... I'm, I'm saying sitting around in the sense of a professional athlete, so obviously they're still exercising to some capacity. Yeah, I was going to say, he's but still... It's, it's, still not to the, it's not to the extent of being on the field with a professional team practicing. And, I don't know, I just, if I was a coach in the NFL, I wouldn't take him. Because I don't have time for a bunch of ridiculous nonsense and arguing with people over things they signed on to that they're upset about now. Well, the thing is, though, I mean, basically, Le'Veon Bell doesn't have a team anymore, so I'm guaranteeing you whatever contract he signs. I mean, he he will get a contract, and it will be for a lot of money. Yes, that's without a doubt. No doubt about it. But I don't think he's earning any brownie points with anyone. No, not at all. I, I don't think so. I, I mean, you saw what happened to his teammates, the Steelers. They're just rummaging through his locker. They took his cleats. They took his apparel that he just left in his locker at the end of last season. And he never came back for it, obviously, because that would mean that he's reporting to the team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, as soon you as also they found gotta, out. You also got to remember, even that, even as professionals, it's still a team. Exactly. You know, and I think uh, I think that's in part why I would be hesitant to want a player like that, because he walks into your locker room, say he goes to the Titans or something. He walks into that locker room, you know he's there because they offered him more money than a different team. Yes. He's not there because he likes the town or he likes the player or he likes the play style. Because like, they're the team that gave him the most money. That's it. Yeah, he's there because there's money. Yep. And, you know, the Steelers... Probably didn't like that much. Probably sold his cleats on eBay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, You're going to leave, at least I'm going to get like a couple hundred bucks out of it. Oh, I, I guarantee you those cleats are going to go for more. Yeah, I don't know. Custom Jordan 11 cleats, I would say that those are going to go for a few hundred. Pro, yeah, I said a few hundred. Oh, I okay. A couple hundred. I thought. I, I don't know. Pro stock stuff's not as rare anymore. People are managing to, to distribute that a lot, at least from what I've seen with hockey. So are you saying, like, really high-end sneakers are probably going to cost more than maybe, like, professional athletes' cleats? I don't know. I mean, again, it depends on the sport, and it depends on the demand. But, like, signed Crosby stuff and signed McDavid stuff doesn't go for anything anymore. Game-worn, like, doesn't... I see, yeah. like, I see, like, a jersey that's brand-new, unworn, and then a game-worn. It's like, yeah, it's cool they wore it, but I'm not paying an extra, like, 200 bucks, like... Yeah, exactly. That's stupid. <laughs> well, it also depends probably on the sport, because I guarantee you if there's, like, a game-worn Cristiano Ronaldo jersey out there or, you know, game-worn that's, Ronaldo that's cleats, true. I guarantee that's you that's going to go for a lot. Yeah, that is true. I think the EuroLeague does a better job of uh, locking down on, like, letting all of their equipment and stuff get out, though. It doesn't happen as much over there? Maybe not not because of location, more just in soccer, I would say. Okay, that, that's fair there's, enough, there's less equipment to have, so it's easier to watch, I okay. would presume. Probably. I don't know. I've never seen, like, I've never been, like, scrolling the internet and seen used professional soccer, soccer. stuff. Okay. Yeah. I've seen everything else, though. Baseball clubs. Uh, football cleats, hockey equipment. Speaking of uh, baseball, you see uh, the Cy Young Awards just came out for the American League and National League. So uh, National League was um, New York uh, Mets pitcher David DeGrom. Um, and then what uh, the American League was, no, not David DeGrom, Jacob DeGrom, sorry. And then Blake Snell of the American League's Tampa Bay Rays got their Cy Young Award. So... Apparently, they're the best pitchers in the league right now, even though I've never heard of either one of them. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm not a Mets fan. I'm not a Rays fan. But, I mean... I'm not a baseball fan. <laughs> so, I mean, 
Yeah, so to uh, for the baseball fans out there that are wondering about the Cy Young winners, we had Blake Snell, who was the American League Cy Young winner for this year. Uh, he has a, a league-leading 21 wins under his belt when he starts, um, and he had a 1.89 ERA this season. Very good. And then you had Jacob deGrom for the New York Nets. No, Mets, sorry. New York Mets. Uh, he had a 1.7 ERA with a record starting 24 straight quality starts. Again, I know you're not a baseball guy, but that's impressive. I mean, just mm-hmm. the ERAs of 1.89 and 1.7, that's really good for a career average. So it's pro- it's no surprise at all that these guys won the Cy Young with those ERAs. I know you don't really care. I can see um, it on your face. Like, you don't really... Well, is it going to change my day? No. No, no. I'm just saying for baseball fans out there, the Cy Young is usually what things go to and uh, what people look for to figure out the best pitchers in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the best pitchers in both the American League and the National League this year. That's it. That I mean, that's really all I'm saying. Jacob DeGrom and Blake Snell, that's it. You know what I noticed was different with baseball this year than years past? What's that? Every Every year prior to this year... I would at least know when, like, the playoffs were, like, midway through and, like, who was in the World Series. And I'd know the day of the final game mm-hmm. that it was the final game. Yeah. Like, two weeks, like, not two weeks, like, a week after, someone was like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, was it the Red Sox? The Red year? Sox won the World Series. Won the World Series. I was like, that happened? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> It, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't seem like as big of an event this no year. No one was talking about it at all. Probably because it wasn't a surprise. I mean, the Red Sox have basically been the number one team in the MLB this season. So when they won the World Series, it probably wasn't a surprise to anyone. So that way, and no I mean, one really Detroit talked about it. Detroit wasn't in the playoffs, so my family had no reason to talk about it. <laughs> when is the next time the Detroit Tigers are going to make the playoffs? Let's just toss that question out there. When's the next time a Detroit team's going to be relevant as a whole? Yikes. Not a single sport there is doing anything. I mean, no. I I was about to say the Pistons, but I can't say the Pistons. (laughs) They're they're like in the middle of the Eastern Conference right now. They're like 7th place out of 15. That's the best we're going to do for a while. If they keep that, though, that means we still get to see in the playoffs. A, A high seed... But mm-hmm. we still get it in the playoffs. Again, it's the beginning of the season, though. We've only been, like, what, five, six games deep? And we have 82 many, games in the season? How many? 82? Yep, 82 That's games funny. in the season. That's hockey right there. That's not bad. I think hockey's 84. Yep, but then... it's 42 and then the break. And then baseball, a whopping 162. How like, can, Games feel so, like, n- like not meaningful. When you have a 162-game season, no. Yeah. Unless the only time they start becoming meaningful is postseason or just before the postseason when you have an opportunity to get into the playoffs and the final games are deciding it, Mm -hmm. then they matter. But, like, the beginning of the season, no Well, I mean, every every game uh, does matter, but, like... With 160 opportunities, it doesn't seem like that first one will really do much. I mean, you know? people will show up for, like, opening day in April. Oh, yeah. And then it's just going yeah, to plummet, like and team. then when it gets closer to, like, fall, it goes back up. You know, you, I've probably talked about this on this podcast before, but a friend of mine is always, like, he's a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Amazingly, he's not, like, 86. Uh, <laughs> But, like, he, he always talks about how, like, baseball has some of the highest viewership and, like, it has one of the largest fan bases. And, like, yesterday I looked it up and, like, the average age of their fan is, like, 55. Yeah, it, it, older generations. Because that's, like, every time he would say that to all of us. Because, like, with hockey I get it. Like, baseball is definitely bigger than hockey. But he keeps trying to claim that it's outdoing football. Well, and we're like, all right, it like, has the whole wait, wait six years until half of the fans are dead of oh old age. My gosh. All right, like, dude, it's old people. I don't know a single young person who average age is fifty five. Like our lifespan, average lifespan in the United States is like seventy four. You got you got a ways to go besides still, six years. I don't know. That sport needs to pick it up. Every other sport on the planet is getting faster, more intense, and higher scoring, and that game just stands there 
with one dude essentially well, destroying his shoulder while a couple other guys attempt to hit the ball to go to first base. And then on a rare occasion, there's a home run. You're going to upset some baseball fans. I don't care. <laughs> but Read about it. I don't know. So, <laughs> so I would say, yes, you are correct that baseball is awfully slow, but here's the thing. Not awfully, terribly. Terribly to the extent where if someone gave me free tickets, I wouldn't go. Ooh, all right. So, I mean, there's the thing, though. It's still, I mean, it still has that America's pastime standpoint. Yeah, that's his, that's his argument. He's like, football or football will never surpass baseball. And even if it were to, baseball will be around longer but because it's America's tradition. I'm like, dude, well, here's the America's key. getting over it, all right? <laughs> Here, here's the key word, though. Pastime, not sport. Yeah, that's, past that's what I say. I say pastime, past. <laughs> so and it's, it's not that I don't like it's not that it's not me disliking baseball it's me just not liking baseball it's hard for me to not like a sport you know but baseball has somehow did it for you it's so boring what I don't know how people watch it <laughs> like it's it's boring enough to it's where, like it's boring enough to where you really don't want to watch but it's not boring enough for you to like go into a coma because like some Sunday afternoons I watch golf and it is the perfect napping material. Yes. But baseball is not it. Especially those announcers on the golf oh, channel yeah. where they're just like whispering. A warm, sunny here Sunday comes, afternoon. Here comes Tiger here comes Tiger Woods coming up for a birdie putt. Yeah, they're always they're whispering. whispering. They're oh, always whispering like, it. "Okay, you're not on the course. You are up in a studio. You don't have to whisper. You can just talk normally. You don't well, even you know, have to shout." I think it would be kind of honestly, it'd be kind of jarring to hear them like talk standard room volume or get really excited. Can you imagine that? Dustin Johnson with the drive. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. What a successful See, I think drive. I think that's also why they do it is cuz It'd be like, if they were to, to actually get intense for the intense moments, mm-hmm. there'd be random spikes, you know? Yeah. Whereas if they just keep it calm all the way through, it seems more balanced. But y- there's some moments, like, when someone makes, like, a, a, mean, yeah. a tournament-winning putt, like, you, why don't you get a little excited and say, oh, sink you sit in for the championship. That's and the, the win. That's the win right there. He hugs his caddy. His wife is coming out onto the green. And, like, they're still very monotone. Do you know very. who John Daly is? Oh, who doesn't know who John Daly is? The legend. I didn't, I didn't know until, like, junior year of high school. But John Daly's actually who got me into golf. I love John Daly. Like, old school John Daly? Like, mullet John Daly? Like, all John Daly. All of them. And, like, gets Infancy, a- young Arkansas wild Daly to modern eating less and closer to death (laughs) (laughs) so like John Daly like uh, gets a drink before he gets off to the first tee John Daly oh man smokes a cigar before he uh, heads to the green John Daly did you hear the story of where he went to like the clubhouse drank like a six rack and then went out and had like a phenomenal (laughs) game oh yeah I've heard there are stories about John Daly that we cannot say on this show. Oh, yeah. That we have heard or stories that were like, there's a 30 for 30 on him that just goes through all of those stories in his life, and it's just mind-boggling. He changed the sport of golf, whether people like it or not. I think he did for the better, honestly. Made it a little more interesting. Oh, I'm not saying that either, but I'm just... I I like that he could still compete, you know? Like, if he was out there doing terrible and he was a drunk and, like smoking all the time and ripping his shirt off during play so like, just be considered just a crazy person yeah. yeah i mean he still is a crazy person but in a fun way um a crazy person the that wins that, the fact that he won some tournaments that he competed i mean there's this great clip of where he uh he was matching with tiger yep. for a round mm-hmm. and woods teed off and had an amazing shot and daily lined up right after him and put it like 20 yards further <laughs> and everyone went wild. It was hilarious, you know. Yeah, I think I remember that actually. That that was that was something to see. So, anyways, uh, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, um, we're gonna talk about fighting and basketball a little bit, verbal and physical. 
I got a couple of stories for Sergey that he might not know about that we want to talk about that made a little bit of headlines over the past few days. We'll be right back on Beyond Reason. All right, welcome back to Beyond Reason, everyone. I'm Gage Dansby here with Sergey Harvey, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about fighting in basketball. The reason why you first came on this podcast, Sergey, was fighting. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, UFC and stuff like that. So I wanted to tailor this a little more to your level. Wow. So the first yeah. thing was we're going to talk about uh, cheap shot. So you might have just heard a little bit of audio in the background there, viewers. But um, so there was a uh, Division Three basketball game between. Nichols University in Fitchburg State. Obviously, that's those are really small schools. No one's really ever heard of them. They're not nationally known. Mm -hmm. But there was a, a player, uh, Kawan Platt, who intentionally elbowed an opposing player by the name of Nick Tanaglia mm -hmm. straight in the face mm -hmm. after he shot a three. So how did he do? Did he like? Here, I will show you. I will show you the video. And um, if you look up this. You know Fitchburg State video then you guys can see it as well and see what we're talking about but here is the video on a uh, repeat right here so shoots the three then there you go so basically there's um a guy that he was just he yeah, shot yeah. he shot a three and then the uh, opponent just ran up to him and gave him an elbow straight to the face yeah, he uh, he walked up he pushed off with his foot he put his elbow in front of his chest and he just smacked him in the face. He made the three, though. I mean, amidst all this, he still made the three. I mean, he made the three before he realized he was about to get elbowed in the face. The kid jogged in from, like, three <laughs> yards out. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, in order to... Let's give a disclaimer here. This uh, guy who elbowed, he uh, has been suspended indefinitely by the basketball team and he's no longer allowed on campus. He's not allowed on campus. Yes. See, that's ridiculous to me. Getting kicked off the basketball team, I'm perfectly fine with because basketball is a stricter sport and stuff like that is like that doesn't acceptable. fly. So yeah. I want I wanted to ask you. I mean, like, but is kicked that off the campus makes no sense because this kid could this could be a perfectly good kid with a high GPA in the heat of the moment and acted like an imbecile on the court. And yeah, you might lose your chance to be on the court again, but I mean, I don't know the school's reasoning for it. I guess. So, like, if he has a history, you know, of, like, maybe he's gotten in fights at frats or something, too, and they're like, all right, like, clearly you're just a problem for this school. Mm -hmm. I get it. But if it's just off that incident, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because I've seen worse things happen. I've seen more intense hits just okay. in public. Oh, uh, I thought you were about to say hockey, because hockey is a different animal than basketball. Well, yeah, you definitely. Compare the two. An elbow like that in hockey gets you two minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, and this is indefinite suspension, indefinite in, ba suspension. in basketball. Yeah. A little bit of difference but it, Again, right there. it's a different style of play. It's a different purpose. It's a different intensity. But you know what? Here's the backstory, though. You know why he was mad? Why? Because on the other end, just before that happened, when he had the ball, he took a shot, and he was mad that the ref didn't call a foul on the opponent. He thought that there was a shooting foul, and the ref mm. didn't call it. So he's a coward, essentially. <laughs> the ref didn't do what he wanted, so then he acted like a child. You're you're in college. Grow up, kid. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, like, I, I get being frustrated, but like running up and elbowing some kid in the face because the ref didn't do the thing you want him to is the stupidest. Well, reason that that kid anything. that shot the uh, the three was the one he was the one that was defending him on the other end. Well, still, just when you get like I see kids lay dirty hits in hockey, and it's like, dude, like all you're doing is endangering someone's health and making yourself look like an idiot. Like, just play harder, work harder, and win. Mm -hmm. You know? Don't act like some imbecile. Because, like, that elbow to the face, the kid fell down all hurt and stuff, it's not going to do anything. No, all he right? got... He, he, uh, he so, had, he, that was obviously a technical flagrant two, whatever. Yeah. So, he got... They got two free throw shots on the ball back. So, that mm -hmm. kid, not only did he make that free... Uh, make that three, mm -hmm. he made the next two free throws, and they got the ball back, and he scored another two points. Yeah. So he, he he was perfectly fine. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like, I mean, elbows are some of the best weapons on a human body, but not in the way he used them. Not in a stand-up move. Of, no, a front, not at all. Not a, a front. It was, it, was like it, was, a, it was like a elbow jab. 
Yeah, it was very of, weird. At, at the beginning, it almost looked like he threw a punch, but no, he just kind of like jabbed his elbow out at the last second. Yeah. Again, if you're listening to this, you can look up just type in probably Fitchburg State Punch, and it'll be up on YouTube or yeah. ESPN has it or something like that because it was on Sports Center and stuff like that. But yeah, that that was the punishment. I mean, he got kicked off the basketball team, and he is barred from campus. The barred from campus thing is the only thing I would question there. I don't question getting kicked off the basketball team. No. no. I mean, this is college basketball. If if you want to act like a child and risk other people's safety and uh, get your team a ton of penalties and waste their time, they'll just recruit someone. Exactly. Like, get off the court. No one cares. Yep. So, yeah. No, no more basketball. I don't know about his personal... I mean... See, that's why you—that's why you really can't get away with doing stuff like this. Yep. Is because the second this kid could be a phenomenal person, mm-hmm. but now I'm calling his whole character into question. Yes. Because I watched him do one really stupid thing. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So I mean, okay. So the next thing that we're going to talk about, and this is going to go into the verbal fighting sector. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Golden State Warriors, obviously, yeah. in the NBA. Oh, I think I heard something about Draymond this. Draymond Green versus going. Kevin Durant? I think so. Keep going. So, uh, it was a game against the Portland Trailblazers, I want to say. And, um, no, the Los Angeles Clippers. Sorry, Los Angeles Clippers um, at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. And um, the game was tied. And uh, so, in the final seconds of the game, Draymond Green got the rebound mm. and uh, dribbling the ball down the court, and Kevin Durant wide open. I mean, he mm. was like calling for the ball, you know, waving his arms mm. and stuff like that. But instead, Draymond decided to keep it. Um, he lost his dribble, um, fell to the floor, <laughs> time expired, game goes to overtime. Yeah. And. There was Re- a regardless of if they won or lost, but that's stupid. Continue. <laughs> but after regulation was over and both of the teams went back to the bench to prepare for overtime, there was a heated exchange between Draymond Green mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant that eventually stemmed over into the locker room after mm. the game was over. And um, you know, basically uh, Kevin Durant was like, hey, we had an opportunity to win the game. Why didn't you pass the ball to me? Yeah, and Draymond, selfish and stupid. Well, Draymond Green comes back and goes, you know, if you want to talk about being selfish, why did you only sign with us for one year and took the max contract? See? And, people, he, and he just went straight for the jugular. Teammates care. This is what I was saying. Teammates care. Teammates notice. No one wants to be on your team or pass you the ball. If you're there for a paycheck. Yep. You know? Um. Again, everyone's acting like children lately. What the <laughs> hey, you kept the ball and then you completely choked. Next time, give someone else the ball because you suck. Like, <laughs> there <laughs> okay. you go. He's got this isn't, he the only, this isn't the only time that this happened to Draymond Green, either. Last season, against the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. this same type of scenario happened. Exact same scenario final seconds draymond dribbles the ball down the floor loses his dribble falls to the ground and a regulation this is just round I mean, two i mean yeah be mad at him for that obviously if he had a good game other than it be happy he had a good game other than it he was all right he was I'd, i would say he played um for draymond green he played average uh he wasn't like the best player that night but he 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 did his part he yeah. did his part. It's yeah. just that so, I mean, everybody's going to remember him for that one the play. One, that it's game. the one play, right? Just like the elbow kid. It's not your whole life. It's not everything good you've ever done. It's that one play. Because um, people remember the dumb crap you do. That's why you can't do it. Well, to follow up on this, the next game, um, Draymond Green got suspended without pay. Why? Uh, because of his uh, attitude towards Durant. But here's here's a bad attitude. This is bad coaching. Well, no, it wasn't. It, the co- it, it wasn't. It, no, it's bad discipline. It's bad discipline. It's bad discipline on the team who's coaching the kid who elbowed someone in the face. It's bad coaching on the team where two grown men are arguing like a bunch of kids. It's bad coaching on the team where the guy wants a better contract and he wants more money and he's refusing to come to practice because he has no discipline. 
It's no discipline, it's bad coaching. You people are essentially these players' parents when they're on the court and on the fields, and you gotta treat them like the underlings that they are. Alright? Your kid wants to elbow someone in the face, kick them off the team. Two guys want to argue and bicker like an old married couple, smack them upside the head and tell them to go play basketball. <laughs> Honestly, if they want to act like children, treat them like them. You know? I mean, the thing is, so for Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, the head coach, he doesn't really coach much. I mean, that team is good enough where they basically just coach themselves. And well, Steve they're going to fall apart. Like, they're going to hey. fall apart without some, because that's a lack of leadership. That's a lack of one person being willing to step up and smack both of them in the face and tell them both that they're being stupid and that they're going to lose a valuable player to the team for a game and they're going to lose a paycheck if they can't smarten up. That's no one stepping up in a locker room. That's two guys bickering in every Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that Kerr didn't say anything in the locker room after the game. I mean, I, I, they kind of just let each other go at it. So I agree with you in that perspective. No, in the moment, it's all right to go at it. In the moment, just let them do it. Because yeah. you stepping well, in and doing player, other players but you like gotta separate. resolve it after. Nah, let them. Let them go. We give them fights and practices. Just let it go. Just let them go till they're tired. You know, if they're both on their feet, they're both on their feet. Let them go and then yell at them and then skate us. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think that the reason that they suspended Draymond Green for that game was one to send a message to Draymond, but two. You know, like basically, that's not going to be tolerated anymore. But the yeah, thing but is, see, the thing that's such a it's such a dramatic, like that's not going to be tolerated anymore. It took way too long for them to decide to show any form. Well, of here, do you know they did nothing until they cut him out for a game and took his money. You know what I think the underlying reason for that suspension though is. So Kevin Durant, he signed that one year deal, and he's mm-hmm. going to be a free agent at the end of the season. They're probably doing that to try and get in. Uh, Kevin Durant's good graces because they're going to be on mm. his side and when free agency comes around he's going to remember that and go you know what I might sign this, another year with the goals. back me up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No. I, I mean you got to think I'm about integrity over individual person. That's why I wouldn't take uh, but you, you got to admit that that Steelers. might have been a route that the Golden State Warriors took. Because no, I'm not. No, you're pr- definitely right. You're definitely right that it's them just trying to maintain the roster that they have. But it's just it's going to keep chipping away at the integrity of their team. Eventually, you know? it's just going to implode if this keeps going. Yeah, because it's two people outwardly disliking each other and arguing on a team, and no one doing anything about it. Yeah, it's just going to build. There's nothing trying to break it down. It's just no. going to keep piling up. So it's uh, I don't know you'll you'll get a they'll get a contract extension out of him for being on his side for him, but that's about that's, it. That's yeah. about it. That, that there's not going to be anything past that. They're they're if if they're doing that they're doing it from a a team from a business perspective instead of a team from a team perspective, which I get. The owner needs money, you know. You need to profit as a team in order to but be it's able a team, to continue. And it's a yeah. sports team. Yeah. It, the, well, that's that's kind of the problem, you know, balancing, you know, the nature of the game versus the nature of the business. Mm-hmm. That I mean. Yeah, and I think doing nothing right up until kicking him out of a game entirely and taking away his paycheck is definitely a business version of that, because that's them just trying to avoid being on anyone's side. What? Maybe Kevin Durant's side. Maybe. Until they have to do something. That's true. And then they take the side of the guy who they want to re-sign in a year. Yep. So on that note, uh, I guess we can end more on a happy note uh, <laughs> when we come back from this break. So um, you're gonna do. we're going to do our top story of the day uh, that's not sports-related that we kind of did uh, last week. And uh, we'll, it's basically the U.S. Army trying to different uh, get different ways for people to get recruited into the U.S. Army, and they're using video games to do it. (laughs) Uh, More of that when we come back on Beyond Reason.
Welcome back to Beyond Reason, everyone. I'm Gage Dansby here with Sergey Harvey. And uh, our top story of the day that we're going to end on that's uh, not sports related. Uh, the United States Army, I saw this on NBC this morning, uh, the Today Show. The United States Army is going to be hosting multiple video game tournaments in order to try and recruit uh, new members. Uh, anything Those like, really the people we want in the army? Well, anything ranging from Call of Duty to League of Legends to Madden. I mean, the reason that they're doing this is to cite um, one. Uh, they actually use like for drone strikes and stuff like that, or uh, drone usage and you know piloting UAVs. Yeah. They use video game control. <coughs> they they use video they use video game controllers now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I had heard about that. You know, and then plus games like Call of Duty, Overwatch, Madden, you know, require strategic thinking, teamwork. And I wouldn't say strategic thinking to the extent that some would. For so, I mean, I just want to, I mean, basically they're just trying to recruit more people by doing video games. Yeah, and I get that. And I mean, does the army really need people? No, but it's, it's a branch of the military. It gets a lot of funding. It's a great edu well, good education. Um, if you go to West Point at uh, Army West Point, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's really definitely good, edu good education. Yeah. There wasn't a knock on the Army at all. I'm just saying it's not Harvard, uh, <laughs> but only Harvard's Harvard, right? Yeah. Um, you know, good for them, I guess. Everyone, everyone always wants to give the Army crap, like, oh, like you're preying on kids. You're trying to get these children to sign up for the military. It's like. The sign-up age is Probably. higher than it was higher now than it was like back in the 1940s when World War II was well, going on. I mean, on. they were taking they were twelve-year-olds at that point. Well, they were taking anyone. Well, and they were doing the draft. Yeah. So I mean, and I mean, we're, we're now in the middle of a war. If you sign up to go to school at Army, it's not it's not you like signing off to go to Iraq or Afghanistan or something. You know, you're not going to be thrown into the middle of a bloody conflict. Unless, of course, you want to and pursue a combat team, which is different. Yeah, but that's you going out of that, That's volunteering, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I consider it's a free education through the Army. You yeah. Know, I, I seriously consider doing that. And I think the Army builds character. I think some good and some bad, just like anything, anywhere. But the question is, like, what do you think the end game is for the Army when they're doing these video game tournaments? To get more people. I mean, that's all it is. But what it's type of get, people? What type of people are they going to get? Like you win, like you win the tournament. What's the next step? Automatically sign. It's, it's not even. They're not even looking for the tournament winners. That's not even what they're trying to do. It's not like the one kid who wins in the COD column is going <laughs> to automatically go to army. And you had a it's to, five it's, KD. <laughs> Welcome to the yeah, army, son. <laughs> it's to comfortably expose kids to the fact that the U.S. military isn't just boot camp. And that going to college through Army isn't just three weeks of push-ups while a bald man screams in your face. You know, it's, <laughs> You've it's been watching Full Metal Jacket too much. Yeah, like, it's regular school, it's regular life, but you learn the Army values, and you get some basic training, you know? And I think it's to expose them to the fact that, like, soldiers are, are normal people. Yes. Who just sometimes wear camo and take on the basic training for what would be military offense and defense. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think I think it's just to expose kids to the reality that, hey, soldiers play video games, you know? Yeah. We play four. You know, it's, it's, like, it sounds like, like those celebrity, like, things like those tabloids are like, celebrities, yeah, celebrities. they're just like us. They go to the store. Yeah, you know, and like, like I, everyone, everyone presumes that anyone who's gone through the army is automatically some, like, grizzled veteran. There's plenty of people that go all the way through army college who, who get a phenomenal education and relatively stay out of the actual, like, army-esque portion of it, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, there's different avenues that you can go into in the United States military besides combat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's a lot of opportunity through the military. Um, did they do the the pull up test at your school? Yes. Like they would come yeah. set up their so, bar on your lawn. Well, no, the uh, that's what they do in my school. Yeah, the um, when the uh, we didn't have a pull up bar. Yeah, that's what happened when the Marine Corps came through at my high school. They brought a pull up bar mm -hmm. with them. 
um, I thought you meant more like physical education class. No, no, no. No, but yeah, when the Marine Corps came to visit, they would always bring the pull-up bar with them. Yeah. And, you know, kids would have pull-up contests and stuff like that, yeah. you know, during lunch and whatnot. And with the Marines, it makes sense because that's more specialized. That is more combat-focused, you know? Yeah. Um, but they, they did it with just, like, standard soldiers at my school. And my senior year, like... You know, I I have some family and friends in the military and in police force forces, I would say. Um, so I, I kind of understand the attitude and, like, the way to talk, like, friendly without seeming disrespectful. Yes. So I went up to the guy, I talked to him, and I was like, dude, like, like, you guys should untuck your pants, like, from your boots. Don't bring the pull-up bar next time. Like, just come hang out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, bring a Frisbee or something, play some basketball. Like, if you really want to get kids to go recruit for, like, get recruited into the Army, just come hang out. Come show that you might have a bald head and you might be bigger than the average person and you wear camo, but it's normal. You know, you still wear a backpack and go to class. Yeah. And last year, someone sent me a photo because he's a gym guy, I'm a gym guy. He's like, oh, they didn't bring the pull-up bar this year. I'd been working on it just for that test. <laughs> Which is like, obviously. Wait, wait, let, let, let's back up here for a second. That that guy trained just for the sole purpose of being able no, to do he, well he, on, he the push up, on the pull-up test? He was joking. I mean, I'm sure, like, leading up to that, because everyone knows, like, there's, oh, there, the there's like, coming in, there's like, pull up bar with them. week in my school, so, like, like, a bunch of different, like, groups and stuff, and, like, volunteer groups and stuff will be around the school that week. Yeah. So everyone knows, and I'm sure you did do a couple extra pull-ups a day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just to, to prepare for it. the army coming in to bring the pull-up bar. Yeah, you know, up until my senior year, I didn't really work out much. And I don't think I could have done a pull-up up until senior year of high school. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, um, for my physical education class, we had... That was a joke. Well, the thing is, at the end of the... Uh, at the end of the semester, it was a one-semester class, at the end of the semester, you had to pass a certain amount of fitness tests. Mm -hmm. You know, like you had to run a mile in a certain amount of time. You had to do a certain amount of push-ups. Yeah, the amount of kids that walk the mile. What are you doing? <laughs> ridiculous. I think, I think Currently if I... Currently healthy, like, no obesity whatsoever. It was my freshman year. It, it was my freshman year. So you had to take physical education your freshman year. Mm -hmm. And so if I remember correctly, the mile run test was mm. you had to run a mile in seven minutes or less. That seems like far too little. Dude, wait, is this... But this would be at CC, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, you had to run That's a mile... That's not public education standards. No, you had to run a mile in seven minutes or less in order to pass that portion. So mm. you had like eight fitness tests, Yeah. and, and, uh, and you had to pass five of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember a kid who, and one of them was pull-ups. He he had he had the same system, and he absolutely failed three, like dramatically. But he was such a big kid that like he could easily pass like the weightlifting aspects. Yeah, and he was fine. Well, the ones that I didn't do so well. One, there was a pull-up test. Like you had to do a certain amount of pull-ups, and mm -hmm. I wasn't strong enough back then where I could even do a pull-up. Pull-ups aren't as easy as people think. No, they're not. I mean, uh, you could do either pull-ups or chin-ups. It didn't matter. You just had to do, like, a certain I mean, amount. Yeah, they're both variations of a back exercise. that won't dramatically change the, so, the and then you used. And then uh, the other one that I didn't do so well on, uh, we had a flexibility test. Yeah? The, yeah. The, the, that, like, lean forward. Yeah, you know that little yeah, thing, yeah, like, yeah. where you... You put it in, under your feet. And, and then, then you, you gotta... It's like that, it's like that hamstring stretch where you gotta push that thing forward yeah. with your fingers. Yeah, I didn't do so well in that. But, I mean... Uh, Gotta stretch the hands. And then I think that there was like agility. You know, we had a push-up test, a sit-up test. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was a couple other that I just can't remember, but those were the. Did basics. you guys do deadlift? Deadlift? No, deadlift was not one of our tests. Did you guys do bench? Bench. Yep. That. There's another one. Bench. Yeah. Bench press was one of the tests. No. No, that's kind of surprising for a private school. No, we did not do squat. I remember though, bench press was one of the tests. We had to bench. So it was, it varied. Like mm -hmm. if you went was, higher, it was probably body weight relative. Yeah. Well, the thing was, if you went at a higher weight, you had to, you could do less reps. 
Yeah, logically. So, yeah, so, I mean, if you just bench the bar, that means you had to do a certain amount of reps. But yeah. if you added weight to it, then the requirement for reps went down. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that made sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't remember exactly the number for that. But, yeah, the pull-up test didn't do so well for me. It's mm-hmm. a little harder than um, people would assume, especially when you're a freshman in high school. You know, yeah, still I mean, developing. If Yeah, if you've never really been exposed to, like, weightlifting in any form and you don't just randomly do pull-ups your back has no reason to be able to only really the people that that passed the pull-up test were like the stud athletes like the kids who do pull-ups yeah like the football players who do pull downs and rows yeah the football players the wrestlers i mean they passed with flying colors yeah but everyone else that you know are not like athletes yeah couldn't really do it well even that it's not even just about because i played hockey since like fifth grade yeah and like i could not do a pull-up my freshman year and like it's literally just because like your back is not an area that will naturally like gain muscle yeah you know like like i'm trying to think of a good way to put it the older you get and the more you weigh naturally the more weight you'll be able to lift yes until you obviously hit a peak at like 30 and um, then it goes down again and then and then you start declining um but like you, people rarely use their back and use that range of motion to do anything mm-hmm. you know like casually picking up your backpack every day that'll at least get like one shoulder and one bicep yeah you know um but like there's no reason for your back to really get big unless you're intentionally training it yeah so i mean I wouldn't mind. What? Why don't they just do like the physical education requirements? Like keep the test the same, but why don't we like wait till like our junior senior? Wait till like their junior senior year of high school. I think it was different for you. For me, it wasn't required at any specific grade for anyone. Oh, as long as you just took it before you graduated. Yeah, it was just it was just a requirement to graduate. That's weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had to and take we had to take a freshman year. At one of my schools, most people were freshmen. Mm-hmm. But some seniors would either retake it or just wait till senior year to take it. So it would be like a class of like ninety percent freshmen, ten percent seniors, like basketball yeah, and stuff like that. You know, just team crush them, yeah. Because all these shrimpy little freshmen are getting like dunked on. <laughs> seniors, oh man, you think that they think that they just did that on purpose? Like I don't yeah, want to pass no, the fitness. I don't, don't want to pass the fitness test. I just want to be able to dunk on yeah, freshmen no, when it basketball was, it comes was senior, around. It was senior kids who didn't want to have real classes senior year, and wanted to completely wreck the, <laughs> the incoming <laughs> class. Just not even care. Yeah, I don't know. With like with fitness tests, I don't think they're done the right way. Well, I like the way my teacher did it, where it was, like, a relative improvement, mm-hmm. you know? She wanted to see you improve more than meet just a certain goal. Yeah. Because if the pull-up test says, oh, you pass if you do eight, right? Like, which is a lot. Like, that's more than it would ever be. hmm And, like, the kid starts the semester unable to do one and finishes able to do six. Yes. Like, good form pull-ups. That shows that's, improvement. That's amazing yeah. improvement. But they still wouldn't pass that test. No. You know? So I, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I don't know. The The issue in America as a whole is not actually having enough muscle and being able to do certain exercises. It's just having Exercising at all. Yeah. yeah. I, exercise is so much more diet than exercise. That's true. Yeah. It's diet so much more dietary. Because... I know people who eat incredibly well and do no physical exercise and maintain a normal body, you know? And I know kids who eat absolutely horrifically and work, and out. work out and are very fat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, one of you has terrible cardio but is going to live to 90. Because they eat healthy. Yeah, one of you exercises on a daily basis and can deadlift an enormous amount of weight but you should really just be on a treadmill <laughs> you know yeah cardio what's cardio what's this cardio you speak of i mean i get i get why people like i hate running just as much as any other gym guy but like i i've, I've only ever seen two people 
who push themselves hard enough in a daily lift mm-hmm. to really see that cardiovascular system kick in. And that's not just for like a minute. That's for the whole workout. Yeah. Because when I deadlift, my cardiovascular system is kicking in. Yes. But once I'm done deadlifting, the rest of that lift, it is not. Mm-hmm. And almost nobody works with that intensity. No. That's just like, what is that? The two-handed, like, oh, yeah, just smacked the mic. my mic. <laughs> the, like, two-handed rope swing, you know, where, like, you're hitting it off the floor. Yeah, you al- you, I, no, you alternate, like, yeah, lifting the ropes you're supposed, off the floor. You're yeah. supposed to do it for one minute, like, full intensity. One person I've seen ever do it full intensity for a minute. Well, yeah. that's how it's supposed to happen because it works not only your arms and your chest and your back, but yeah, cardio. People, people go on that and do it for a minute, and they get off like a little out of breath. It's like, dude, like you should the, be the wheezing. Pur- the purpose of that is to is to demolish you. Yeah, is to like like you should be exhausted after a like, minute on the verge of barfing. Like, incapable of continuing at the 61-second mark, you Mm -hmm. know? Which is why I never do it, because I know I won't reach that intensity, and if I do, it's not what I, like, that's not my goal. Yes. My goal isn't to get to that intensity, so I don't do that exercise. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, in regards to the Army thing, people give the Army a lot of crap. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with the Army. I respect our soldiers. I have nothing against them recruiting, especially because it provides opportunity for kids who can't afford college. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, And they might not know that opportunities out there, and they might not realize that it's just normal And through those video game tournaments, those opportunities might be presented to them. Yeah, exactly, right? So I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, um, I think the Army should try to come off a little less... We're the Army. Less to, metal to jacket. To its own people, you know? Like, if the U.S. Army wants to act like that around a bunch of French people... I'm fine with it. What do you have against the French, man? I just meant foreign in general. Like <laughs> in regards to in regards to foreign relations, I'm fine with our army looking like a bunch of big tough guys. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to work for recruiting at a national level. No, because there's just not enough of those types of guys that want to go to that school. Mm-hmm. Which is why you see them branching out and trying to change their image and trying to look more like a STEM school. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I was looking at an internship for the FBI and they were talking to me about it. And they're like, yeah, we've really had to try to rebrand because all these, uh, all these kids who go and be cops and want to just become a detective and like be the next James Bond, like that's not who we're looking for. Yeah. We're really looking for the guy who can do math. <laughs> you know, um, we want STEM guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We want we want lawyers or STEM guys. We don't need someone who can do pull-ups. Yeah. You know, we can find anyone who can do pull-ups, or we can just train our people to do pull-ups <laughs> once we get them here. Yeah. You know. But so, I don't know. So, uh, moral of the story, you don't have to do pull-ups at the end of the army. I mean, don't quote me on that. I'm sure they <laughs> no, have No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, that's going to wrap up our show. Thanks so much, Sergey, for uh, joining us. Uh, if That's our show for Beyond Reason. If you missed the show... Don't forget, we are on podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and uh, you can search up Beyond Reason with Gage Dansby. That's how you can look it up, and we will see you all next time. Thanks for joining us.